This featured presentation is brought to you by the OldTimeRadioDVD.com and OldTimeRadioNetwork.com. Help support us by going to those websites. That's OldTimeRadioDVD.com or the OldTimeRadioNetwork.com and check out our great selection of old-time radio, movies, serials, and classic TV and more. The following program is transcribed. And now, Dick Tracy! This is Dick Tracy on the case of the big black box. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. This is Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Tracy fans long ago, when there were no big cities as we know them today, New Year's Eve was celebrated by dancing in the streets, singing, the ringing of church bells, and lots of merriment. Many people welcomed in the new year in their homes. Well, the custom hasn't changed very much. Nowadays, there are usually one of two ways that people celebrate ushering in another year. Folks attend watch night services in churches all over the country. Other people celebrate with carnivals in the main section of town. Or they have gay parties in their homes or in hotels and restaurants. Here in New York City, both these ways are celebrated on a big scale. There are famous, impressive services uptown at Riverside Church which ends with the carillon ringing in the new year. But in glamorous Times Square, hundreds of thousands of people throng up and down Broadway with noisemakers of every description. A few minutes before midnight, there's a stillness on the Great White Way as chimes ring out to all Lang Syne, old folks at home, and other favorites until midnight. And then the noise breaks out all over again, greater than before. For Tracy fans, tomorrow starts another year. Let's all try to make it a happy one. And now, Dick Tracy. On the train that was speeding them toward a three weeks vacation, Tracy and Patton met a fabulous character named Umpa Papa the Great. Umpa professed an ability to cure any illness. And from a desire to learn more of his activities, Tracy persuaded Patton to acquire a sudden and unknown malady. Umpa prescribed a cure in his California salubritarium. As yesterday's episode ended, Dick and Pat discovered that they'd been locked in their room in the salubritarium. Tracy, the more I hang around with you, the more I regret it. Don't be bitter, Patrick. Will you give me one concrete reason why I shouldn't be? Well, uh, pretty soon it'll be New Year's Eve. You say that as if I was supposed to be happy at the prospect of greeting 1948 from a couple of rooms in an isolated mansion on top of a mountain in Southern California, in the rain. Well, aren't you? It's beneath my dignity to answer that. I'm anxious to see Umpa Papa the Great. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a lot of laughs. He comes in here, I'm going to blast him. No, you're not, Pat. You're going to be Pat Paragon, who's very sick and hoping that the Umpa can cure him. Oh, Dick, listen, let's knock off this masquerade. Not until we've solved the Umpa's racket. All right, I'm getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And this time I'm not kidding. I'm starving to death. Well, uh, Rusty Blade, the butler, said he was going to send us some food. Sure. He also said he was going to hang up our clothes. So what did he do? Wipe our guns and lock us in here. Now, look here, Pat. Calm down for a minute and be practical. Umpa Papa the Great hey, Tracy, is... do you believe that name? Will you listen? Umpa, as I was saying, must be in this racket to make money. He thinks you're a rich man, and he also thinks he's convinced you that you're sick. 
It's to his advantage to keep you happy and keep you duped. In a little while, he'll be along with some golden words and some food. Oh, keep talking, Richard. I feel better already. And what's more, the food should be good. Something he'd eat himself, like unsalted crackers and distilled water. Oh, you black-hearted mistake for an officer of the law. I believe you joined forces with the Oompa to drive me crazy. Honestly, I haven't, Pat. Then why am I the poor guy? Why do I have to pretend to be sick? Because you're such a good actor. Well, of course, you have a point there. The whole success of trapping this fellow devolves on you. Hey, but wait a minute. Supposing this guy isn't just in it for money. Supposing he's nuttier than the Waldorf salad. What then? Well, then we'll just have to shoot it off the cuff. Yeah, the only shooting we'll do would be with our cuffs. He's got our guns. And while you're playing with your cuffs, I'm likely to be taking the Oompa's treatment in that electronic gizmo he's talking about. Oh, you mean the electronic thermodynaminator and cosmic health dispenser. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the thing that he sells. That's his racket. I'm anxious to see how it works. Well, I'm not. It'll be lots of fun, won't it, to see me sitting in the thing and Oompa, Papa, the schmabba hooting and hollering around and pulling switches while my knees are slapping together and my hair is pointing north to the magnetic pole and lightning shoots out of my ears. It'll be magnificent, Pat. Well, I wish you'd get some other guinea pig to try it on. Now, Pat, you'll feel better after you've had your crackers. Oh! And at another part of the Salubritarium, we find Oompa Papa the Great and his remarkable butler, Rusty Blade. Well, how long are you going to keep him sweating? Oompa Papa the Great. You have a rare gift full of objectionable language. Thanks. And that's the perfect answer to my question, I suppose. I shall graciously bestow my presence on the Messrs. Richard Tracer and Pat Balligan in a few moments. If they worry a bit now, but greater their relief when they see me. Yeah, sounds smart enough to me. I wish you to have food sent to them right away. Okay, what do we give them? Wait, Spark? Not tonight. Give them a real meal. It will uh, put them in a more receptive mood to part with their money. <laughs> well, uh... Are these guys loaded? Of course. I wouldn't have lured them here to the Salubritarium if they weren't. If things go as I plan, I expect to separate them from about hmm, 10,000 in the next couple of days. Doing good. Of course. 10,000 is cheap enough for a person to pay to regain his health. <laughs> is that Irish one really sick? I have persuaded him that he is. I've played enough suckers to know the words they want to hear. Yeah, I know. Oompa, Papa the Great, knows everything. Oh, forgive me. Every once in a while, I forget. Yes, you do. What's that? Search me. Who's guarding the gate? Fritz. If someone has broken in, I'll have Fritz flayed alive. Quick, hide behind that curtain. We'll see who comes. If I signal you, grab him. I got you. Who's there? It's me, Harris. Oh, Pop, Papa the fake. Mr. Harris, what is the meaning of this intrusion? I just thought I'd drop in to see you. I thought you might be interested in knowing how I was. You hardly seem in a condition to call on anyone, Harris. Really? Isn't that too bad? How did you get in here? I walked in. Your guard down at the gate seemed quite willing to let me pass. I don't believe you. Anyway, I shall have him investigate. Yes, why don't you do that, Harris, I actually think you are ill. At least your mind seems to be somewhat unbalanced. <laughs> That's always possible, Oompa. I am called Oompa Papa the Great. I do not tolerate contractions. That's a great pity, because you may have to listen to some this evening. I think you'd better go. I'll go when I'm ready. And I'm not ready. 
I have a few things to say to you first. Either leave or I'll have you thrown out. I don't think you will. I refuse to debate the point. You'll find out soon enough. I'm sure you'll excuse me now. I have much to do. Stay where you are, Umpa. I'm in no mood to humor you. Oh, so now we are going to play with guns, are we, Mr. Harris? Yes, we are. And I'm an excellent shot. That's very possible. But why do you want to make me a subject for your skill? Just possibly because you deserve it. You are a fool. Put your gun away and get out of here. I'm going to make a call to the Los Angeles General Hospital in a little while. And I may or may not have to use my gun on you, depending on the answer I get. You're talking in riddles. As I said before, I think your mind is deranged. Uh, You'll think differently when I tell you that my wife is a patient at the hospital. Oh, so that's it. Yes, that's it. Your wife's sickness has nothing to do with me. On the contrary. It has everything to do with you. Huh? Right now, she is dangerously, probably fatally ill. The doctors say that if she'd come to them several months ago, there'd be no question but that she'd be well. Ridiculous. But she didn't go to a doctor. You got to her instead and talked that phony line of yours. That, that, that. And heaven knows you're a... Call on the doctor. Your wife probably didn't follow my advice. She followed it all right. That's why she may be dying now. That's a lot of nonsense. There's one other little item. My wife is a charity patient at the hospital. Because my life savings went to buy that electronic gadget of yours. I told her not to get the thing, but you had her so duped that she thought it would cure anything. I have never made such claims for the electronic thermodynaminator, nor have I ever attempted to diagnose a disease or prescribe for one. Just remember that. Oh, I know. You're very careful not to break any laws. Of course. And that's why I'm out here with this gun. I'm going to break a law. The one about murder. If my wife dies. You... Rattle like an hysterical old woman. I'm bored with it. Don't move! I have no intention of moving. But it's time Rusty Blade did. I think so, too. Thank you, Rusty. Take the gun out of the way. He's trying to reach it. Everything's under control, Oompa Papa. Don't make a move, Harris, or I'll slice you like a salami. They don't call me Rusty Blade just because of me hair. Well, this makes my record for failure 100% perfect. I'm going up to the West Wing to see our guest. More suckers on the hook, eh? Rusty, you will come up as soon as you can and bring their dinner. The chef will have it hot in the oven. What'll I do with Harris here? Take him outside and push him down the mountain. Oh, great heavens, no. I can't afford to let him loose now. He can't touch me legally, but he can make a lot of um, unpleasant publicity. We'll keep him until tomorrow anyway. Maybe forever. Uh, give him the bridal suite, the one with bars. I dig you, Master Oompa Papa. You know, I've heard of starving explorers eating their shoes, Richard. I wonder what they taste like. I don't know, Pat. Well, we'll find out in a minute, because I've reached the point where a boot looks very tasty. If the shoe fits, put it in. Oh, even your bad puns can't distract me. You know something? I'm hungry. Whoever that is, I'm going to eat them. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to the Salubritarium. Greetings, Umpire Papa the Great. And how are you feeling, Mr. Paragon? Me? Oh, I... I'm getting weaker and... We, can, we, we greatly appreciate your hospitality, but the truth of the matter is that 
Well, neither of us had a chance to eat before we came up here, and we're both quite hungry. Well, I had anticipated that, and I have ordered an excellent dinner for you. Dinner? Well, well, you wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, of course. Yes. Oh, look, it, it, it uh, isn't going to be just crackers, is it? Oh, crackers. No, tomorrow you shall start a diet, but tonight, tonight, aha, uh -huh, you will have everything. Leave me alone, you! You're, if I ever get out of here... I'll kill you and him both! Ah! Good heaven, what was that? Did you hear that? Uh, what was that? Uh, just a dramatic record that <laughs> I was playing for some guests. Oh. Yes. Yes, that's uh, very interesting. Don't you think? In a moment, we'll return to Dick Tracy. But first, what a wonderful addition to ABC's great lineup of Wednesday night hit shows. It's the star-studded Tony Martin Show. Yes, starting tonight and every Wednesday night, the lively melody and mirth-filled Tony Martin Show will follow the Bing Crosby Show over most ABC stations. For melody, there's the popular romantic voice of Tony Martin, and then, of course, there's the last with the delicate air, lovely Evelyn Knight, who's famous for her special interpretations of beautiful folk ballads. But that's not all. You'll also hear the music of the Victor Young Orchestra and the Jeff Alexander Chorus. In the Tony Martin Show's last department, I think you'll roar over the hilarious antics of comedian Alan Young, who specializes in getting into riotous predicaments, <laughs> predicaments that would have anybody but Alan at his wit's end. But when you hear him, you'll agree that there's no end to Alan's wit. <clears throat> well, here's a program that you're sure to enjoy, the Tony Martin Show. The Tony Martin Show features Alan Young with Evelyn Knight, the Victor Young Orchestra, the Jeff Alexander Chorus, and Jimmy Wallington. We'll be on hand when it's on the air on most ABC stations tonight at 10.30 in the East and 9.30 elsewhere. And now back to Dick Tracy. You see, Mr. Harris, it don't do no good to go yelling around. I get so excited that I beat you up. First my wife, and now myself. Harris is not the only unfortunate who have been caught in the umpah's grasp. And what of Dick and Pat? What can they do? Better be sure to tune in tomorrow for The Adventures of Dick Tracy. Produced by Charles Powers. And this is George Gunn speaking. One farewell that won't be sad will be ABC's farewell to 1947. Especially tonight's great Bing Crosby New Year's Eve show. Bing's welcoming two guest stars to help him celebrate. Comedian Danny Thomas and Rudolf Schmohopper. Schmohopper was supposed to appear on a recent Crosby program, but he failed to show up. Just what he'll do on tonight's show is being kept a secret. But there's no mystery about the laughs you'll enjoy with Danny Thomas. After a battle of quips, Danny and Bing will enact a riotous musical sketch that we hope will keep you in stitches. So don't miss Bing Crosby's great New Year's Eve show when it's on most ABC stations tonight. The preceding was transcribed. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.